This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we are back. Another week of rugby league in the book. Some thrilling contests, some close games for once, a couple of blowouts as well. Um, but uh, yeah, um, some more happy than others, given what we saw last week. And we'll get to your boys in a moment. But uh, first of all, let's jump all the way back to Thursday night, where uh, I can't believe this was only a 10 point game in the end, but uh, Melbourne 26, Raiders 16. Okay, I'm going to start this game with, and I know we'll cover heaps of other things. And I know I'm probably going to put egg on my face saying this because it's Craig Bellamy's coaching, but he has, and so was it Robinson, big brain things in periods despite their greatness. Mm. Enough of the Nico Hines, Ryan Pappenhausen thing. Yeah, Enough. they seem to be worse when they're both on the field. I mean, they've only scored seven tries when Paps has been on the field since he's been back, which sounds, he's only four games. Sounds like a tape still. It's not for them. They've only cracked 30 points once with him as well. Like, and I'm not blaming Pappenhausen, but it's just like, it seems to be really strange for mine when they're playing like the yeah. first 20 or 30 minutes are in that groove still. And then Harry Grant comes on. I'm not saying he decree- he makes the team any worse, but Grant comes on and they start playing a different type of football. And then 20 minutes later, another change happens. They play different football again. And it's like they go from this like cohesive unit that they always look to there's periods in that game now. And the, as you'll see, like when I watch this game, there's periods in that second half where all of a sudden, like Harry Grant's picking the ball up directionless, or they're looking around, and there's like seven playmakers on the field. It's like, I think it's a bit much, and it's like you make a call. And uh, I know Pavenhausen is there next year, and cool to have him on the bench. But like, I think for mine, it's like at some point finals are coming. One of them is your fullback. I'm kind of hoping they don't figure this out before the finals. Well, yeah, and I'm sure they will. They ha- like, I can't They've imagine this. Before, week- yeah. I can't imagine this being what how they. Like how many the weeks did we suffer through like Brody Crofton and that stuff? Yeah, two years but, ago, three years but ago. But it did. But it did cost them come the finals with because Humes hasn't spent long enough in the seven at that point. Mm. But it's like this year, you look at it, and it's just like I'm sure they'll figure it out before the finals. But it's been Pats is back for four games now. Figure it out. Like either Hines starts and Paps, you know, is just the utility or something, or the reverse happens. But I think it's just. Stun, stunning them a little and you know this game kind of followed that same path when they scored three tries in the first 20 minutes and then pretty much didn't look like scoring for the rest of the game they got two penalty goals late but uh the Raiders like hung in for the rest of the match whereas it looked like with the way Chris Lewis scored that that third try with easy back on the inside it looked like the storm going what was Josh Hodgson doing I don't know <laughs> it was bizarre it was I mean, you see broken plays in like NFL and stuff. And that's the closest thing I've ever seen to just like a broken play. Just with yeah. the line defense, just no one was paying attention. I don't know. It, it was very, it was a really weird try. It was truly bizarre. Yeah, I agree. And, um, I th- you know, the Raiders are hanging in there. You know, oh, mate, so they'll, 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 get there. they'll get there. They do feel like for mine again, you watch these other teams play. They feel like they, they, like, it's not a high bar. They're probably the eighth best team in the competition. Like, yeah, I think of that next batch. I do think they're better than the Titans on a week to week basis. I think they're better than the Sharks, Dragons, Warriors, Tigers. I, you know, like, I feel like they were, they had, they probably could have won this game in the second half. They shot themselves in the foot a lot of times. Like, there was three or four instances where they dropped the ball inside the Melbourne 20. There was that 
Jack White not finding touch on a kick for touch. Yeah. Um, they, I really think, obviously in the first half, they got blown off the park and I was at the point where I was like, oh, this game's over. But I think by the end of 80 minutes, they could almost feel like they threw it away. Yeah, and I mean, Matt Tomoko dropped the ball over the line, looked like he was trying to slam it down. I actually think he's been a quite a, a good find for them in the centre. He's a bit more aggressive and plays a bit straighter than the other guys they have in the centres do. But yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, they had the the weight of possession towards the end of the game and field position to to score some points, mm. and they're just not there. And like that'll be their trouble if they ever make the finals. They do always set field kind of in games, but the points just haven't come. And whilst like Jack White and White and a really great pass the first try they scored, most of the time when they're in opposition like forty, they don't look like doing anything. Hey, no, they're, they're bludgeoning you to like score tries, but they haven't got that guy like. They haven't got, you know, the few years ago when BJ and Rapana were what they were, often they just throw the ball to those guys and go, well, you know, go on then, do something. Or when Whitehead's in a bit, of, bit better form, they would do the same kind of thing. White, White's in at 1.2. They haven't got that this year. Nobody's doing that. And I know Nickel Klockstad, you know, could be back. He's not that player either. Like he'll probably help the defense a bit more. But, yeah, it's interesting. And I'm sure the Storm will figure out before the finals. It's just disappointing to see them let up now because for agenda's sake, I wanted to see them score the most points in a season and best for and against. And maybe the Rabbitohs are the ones who might get there. They're what, 50 points behind the storm. Well, you know, I wouldn't be too shocked if they caught them. <laughs> no, nor would I, which would be pretty funny. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, there's still, uh, yeah, as good as they've been, there is that little subplot boiling over there. And I wonder if they'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not sure, but how, what are they chasing? What's Paris' record again? Uh, oh, it's like 900 points or something. 839. Uh, I had 833, I was going to say. 839. So okay. Storm still in need like 80 to get there. Uh, they'll be fine. Um, you guys need like 150 odd to get there. Might both break it. Wouldn't that be something? Yes, be something? which is what, what we're here for. But Storm have three games. We're not going have... to break it. We're not going to score. You could. <laughs> we're not going to. Uh, we might no. score fifty against the Roosters and the Dragons, but we're not going to score fifty uh, against Penrith. But the so. Storm have the Titans this week, which mm. oh, the Storm, the Storm should get there. They should get there. I mean, even if they don't blow these teams out, they should get third, like twenty-five yeah. to yeah, thirty yeah. a week. You know, they have the Eels after that, who whatever the Eels are now, yeah, and they wrap it up with the Sharks. So you think they could, they could probably get there? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Penrith too good for the Dragons. That is probably it for the Dragons sort of title, uh, title, finals, hopes. They've got the Roosters coming up next, although they won't have a, they won't have a few of their players, but then they've got Seattle in the last round as well. I think, um, yeah, they're just about done. Uh, Penrith got Nathan Cleary back. Uh, they looked all right. I don't know what you want to talk about really with this game. Uh, well, for me, it's, again, the performance of Matt Burton. He's so who, good. <laughs> who is getting hype, but he's not getting the requisite hype because he's already sewn up. <laughs> like, yeah. People, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we mentioned even when the deal first happened, we thought that was a bargain because guys get paid on potential. That was years ago we said that. But he's got a two-year deal at the Dogs worth 500K and he's got a player option after that. But he's one of those guys that like, he's actually been one of the very few who hasn't benefited from the no-transfer window. Like he signed that deal so long ago. It's like if he signed a deal right now, it, clubs would pay him eight 900 I have very little doubt he would get mm. big money because his team's desperate for halves. Uh I'm sure he'll be sorted. Honestly, if he plays well at the Bulldogs next year, he'll be sorted out for the season. They won't wait. They'll give you money for the season after. And from then on, I'm certain they will. But yeah, he was fantastic again in this game. Might be having the best season of any center this year. I hadn't thought about that. Then I saw the ridiculous fan poll this week and I was like, geez, is Matt Burton? Like, I thought about it. I'm like, Matt yeah. Burton might be the best center this season. 
Yeah, probably. Which is weird. It's not a hot field, is it? No, it's not. It really isn't. Like, I think it's pretty much like look look at it. It's like, yeah, maybe it's just him. I think's killing at the centers, but yeah, Penrith um did it a bit easier with 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 Nathan Cleary back, and then there was that that tackle that I mean. The examples, I saw Graham Annesley's press conference today and all of his examples, I agree with what he's saying. He said, you know, this happens often. These aren't shoulder charges. And I, yeah. But it's like, it's it's really hard to swallow as a fan that it's essentially all of them are kick return ones. We've all seen, you know, how kick returns in halves like brace with their shoulder. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me as a fan to swallow that that's okay but it's not okay if you're if like because it's trying to act like it's a defensive movement, which it's really not putting your shoulder out. But it's like it's that's okay. But like Ravalava smashing someone in the stomach the same way isn't. And I know just being a Dragons fan, of exactly what they're talking about. But it's just hard to get your head around. Like, oh, I could, I could, you know, I can agree with what you're saying. Okay, fair. I'll say what you got clear. He's fine. You're saying they're bracing. You know, it's not dangerous contact. Blah blah blah. He doesn't really cocked his his shoulder that much. But like we see other instances where the same thing happens and it's not a kick return and it is a charge and it is time off. Uh, it's just hard to cop and it makes people sitting there thinking, you know, well, that's just an NRL golden boy getting away with it again. And Yeah. Uh, I wanted him suspended for reasons completely unrelated <laughs> to the fact that we're playing Penrith this week. But uh, yeah, anyway. I'm actually kind of okay with it. I'm just saying it's probably a hard pill to swallow for particularly Dragons fans who have seen Rafa twice this year now. That's true. All right. Uh, uh, all right. What else? What else in this game? What else happened? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the Jack Bird fullback thing. He was okay. Um, Zach Lomax's pass for Ravalava's try was exceptional. Um, oh, I mean, we've been critical of Corey Norman for his on-field performances, but um, the Fox Sports social account having like the absolute howler of the year, just yeah. making a post based on screenshots of random people on the internet calling Corey <laughs> Norman shit. I don't really understand it. I don't understand it either. And like, it's just, we know what Fox Sports online presence become these days. And you see all the, like they will go and like beat their chest when players call out social media bullies and whatever and and abuse, but then do that stuff themselves anyway. But Kristen Welch said it better than we will, that it's disappointing that they're supposed to be like one of the lead broadcasters promoting that game. And that abuse is there, but they're the ones who broadcasted it. Yeah, you know? exactly right. When they do that, it's just disappointing to see that. And other thing I found disappointing as well is that Amone or Amone, I don't know which one it is yet. Really nice try and really good last like 25 minutes. Again, the same week we had uh, George Clark at Fox, right? And, you know, people were attacking the organization more than they were George, but, you know, writing the thing about setting expectations too high for halves and people loving that, yeah, look, we keep, we got to stop saying this shit. Hmm. And we get to the weekend and like, well, Amone's getting called Benji. Yeah, and Joel Kane saying Reese Walsh has been more influential in his first thirteen games than uh, Benji Marshall or Kalen Ponga. It's like, what are we doing? And they go, oh, Amone's got to start next week, all that kind of garbage. And maybe he will start, but it's like, guys, he doesn't got to do shit. It's three games left. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, whatever, like whatever. They have the guy there. They'll see if he has the, the job next season. Who probably knows? a good time but to play him though, because I mean, there is, no, is there's no stakes for them, so whatever. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, they think they're in a finals race, but yeah, That's just, true. It, it gets, it's like, mate, he scored a nice try when they were, the game was over. You know, they were, they were down by 30. 
sorry, yeah. 24 at the time, whatever. He scores a try. And we're like, oh, it's it, it looks like, dare I say, looks like Benji Marshall. It's it's really painful. It just keeps happening. And it doesn't seem to matter how many times people like us bonk this stuff on the head. It's just like, there's always this race to the bottom from people who want to be the hot tape merchant who has the prediction that they can say, see, I was on this guy before anybody else. And that's why we end up with, you know, Matt Moylan getting compared to Steph Curry and Tom Tavoyevich being called an immortal after two good games. And, and just more, and every young halfback ever is the next Alan Langer or the next Peter Sterling or the next Jonathan Thurston or whoever else. Uh, it's got to stop. Yeah, it has to. And it just, and we really went through, like, again, we went through a period right now, real recently, that this happened to young halves that failed so spectacularly. It wasn't even the fact that they've, like, t- turned into Luke Brooks, right? Who became next Andrew Dawn's to 10 year first grader. It has gone so, gone so poorly for, like, Brody Croft, Tom Deard, and Cole Flanagan. I mean, the odds, like, Deaton has a contract next year, but the odds of those three guys combining for more than 10 NRL games next season is almost zero. Well, yeah, given Brody Cross. Brody's gone, mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Flanagan might be around who knows where, but the odds of them very goddamn low. And that's the same thing. Cole Flanagan was given that terrible moniker of like, well, at the same time, I've got him ahead of Cooper Cronk because of points scored. It's like development is not linear. Everybody knows guys that Cooper, Cooper Cronk was a slow developer. If anything, I mean, the next Hooper Cronk is not playing first grade at 18. You don't know who the fuck he is. It's some dude who was playing in the centers of Queensland Cup who turns into a halfback. Yeah, well, while Matt Moylan, <laughs> like, while Matt Moylan was being called the greatest 5'8 since Brad Fittler, Cody Walker was fucking plodding around in Queensland Cup. Yep. Far so. more of an ex Cooper Cronk than uh than than what Kyle Flanagan was like. Cooper what debuted at like 21. Well, Cronk didn't even play halfback when he debuted, right? No. So like so. But yeah, David Nero, like 21, was later, you know, which isn't old, but for boom rookie ages, mm. it is. And uh, yeah, he debuted, he played, he played on the bench that entire season, one game at halfback. But yeah, wasn't a starting NRL half until like halfway through 2005, which is like yeah. his A 22 or so season. So, that, so you see, the next Cooper Cronk fellas is someone who got four years of development time or we left him the fuck alone. Yeah, and even then he didn't. <laughs> and even then, even in that 05 year, he's still, I know it's much of a muchness, but he was in the sixth jersey with Matt Orphan yeah. playing halfback. So yeah. it's like, and then yeah. he was really good in 2006. He was really good. He was, they obviously lost the grand final to Brisbane, but he got like a Dallium halfback of the year that year. Mm. Fantastic year. Ended up working his way onto the Queensland bench a number of years later, but played for Australia in 2007. But yeah, the next Super Cronk is a man who gets time and development and gets patience and then gets this, you know, become what he did. Not a dude we throw in at 18, plays like three good games. You're like, you know what? This guy's going to play for Australia for a decade. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Curtis Sheeran. There's, there's a guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Reese Holtz one's ridiculous too because Reese is having a very good season. He really is. But it's like, there are so many fullbacks in front of him between him being. The best fullback in his state, he's got to get ahead of Ponga, which is only one. Fair enough. But for him to be the best fullback in the game is a long way away. You know? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, um, the odds of him starting a game for Australia at fullback in the next five years are also almost none. You know? Yeah. Yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, who is there ahead of him? Tommy, Teddy, Luttrell, Luttrell. Ponga. Yeah. Probably Brimson as well for Queensland. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The I've, point got is- him, I've got him ahead of Brimson, but say if they picked a, if they picked an Aussie side this offseason, right? And those first five got mentioned, they'll probably pick Gutherson over him as well. Yeah, probably. So yeah, so calm down. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's playing well. He is not having one of the best rookie seasons of all time. Anyway, we'll move, let's move on. To yeah, the next yeah. Game. all right. Uh, uh, the Broncos were robbed. I don't know if we were robbed because it was like it's it's a weird thing, right? It's like he hit him in the head. That's a fact. But what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, how, like, like I haven't. I spoke to you before we started. Uh, disappointed, really, in the in the process, but also disappointed in Kevy for not asking for a place explaining that process. He went into the the press conference, and I know he's trying to do his best to hold the team accountable and try and not use external excuses that became very familiar in this Anthony Seabold era. So I actually appreciate a lot of the time that when they lose, often they lost because you know it's their fault they lost, it's them mm. and the coach's fault we lost. We lost. Uh, the fact has happened, but we lost. But in this game, you have a fair question to ask. You may say he hit him in the head, which he did. But a please explain on how that call was allowed to happen. It's not rest faulting. And without Kevy asking for that, please explain. We never got it. Because today in Graham Annesley's briefing, he, and he did kind of kick a cigar, but he's, guts, he's, he's, you know, he's had a gut full of people binge with you about referees, but whatever. They, that's all they talk about in that press conference every Monday. Um, he got to this call, he spent a long time on the Nathan Cleary shoulder charge. You know, he showed 10 or 10 other examples or so of different things. But he got to this one, said it was a penalty, hit him in the head. And then he said, Kevy accepted it after the game and the Broncos haven't called me and he moved on. Yeah. He, he should be arcing up about that. I know we hate people blaming refs, but it's just, it's pretty bizarre that you can have something like that where they basically go back an extra play and look at it. And yeah, no one's arguing that he hit him in the head, but it's just the way it was handled mm-hmm. i'm not sure if we've ever seen that before i mean that's it it's like again there's no real clear guideline of what the next when the next play starts but my impression was always at the, at the tackle complete which is the player you know getting like arms hit the ground or he gets up while he's playing the ball tackle complete is the end of that play and the that is the start of the next play when the play the ball starts i don't think the next play starts after the play the ball and that's what I thought. Tackle complete. He's playing the ball, drops it there. That is a drop ball in the play of the ball. That is the next play, in my opinion. Apparently, that's wrong. But, you know, that error, if it was collected by the data and we just ran through the game, the error would have been collected on the next play of the ball. It would have shown up. It was the next tackle. So I've always thought that was the next tackle. So already, you know, I don't think you're allowed to go back for the prior tackle. And my other question I have is, yes, he hit him high, but I didn't realize we were allowed to challenge high tackles. No. I didn't know that either. Like, and I know that the guidelines mentioned like this is the things you can challenge or whatever. And then they go and then, and then later on it mentions like you it's not extremely clear, but it does say you can challenging that stops in play or whatever. And then mention that you can the only things are gonna be ones that can be challenged are ones that involve a structured restart of play. So it does mention a penalty can be challenged, but it wasn't a penalty. Like, no, they didn't challenge a penalty. They, there was an error. So they got to challenge a high contact prior. And my main question there is, which, which is what I would have asked if I was Kevin Mulders in the press conference, is saying, it's like, okay, so that just happened to my team. Are you guys now telling me the next time my player gets tapped on the face mm. in a game? I can just challenge it. 
And, oh, no, 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 you can't challenge it because the game's yeah. still going bungard. So you get tapped on the face. Ref doesn't call it. Just throw the ball into the ground. Yeah, despite the goddamn ball and then challenge it. You're telling me we can do that. And no one has asked that question. But I, that's what it's saying you can do, right? I think no one cares because it happened in a game where it didn't mean anything for the team that lost and also because their coach didn't talk about it after. Yeah, well, I don't care. Like, the result doesn't actually matter to my team. Let's be honest. It'd be nice to have another win. Doesn't actually, doesn't actually matter. Season's already over. We know what we are. But again, I care more for that sake. I'm yeah, no, nerd. exactly. I'm like, what? so what are you telling me here? You're telling me that like, because we see it all the time when players get like, tapped in their head mm. and they and nothing, they don't go back and it's not reportable, right? So they get tapped in the head and the game, and the game goes on. They play the ball and we keep going. It's like, okay, you get touched in the, like, slapped in the face. Spike the goddamn ball and then go to your cal- chapter in the cal- chap- chapter. You captured the challenge. It. I don't know. That's what I was left puzzled by. And obviously, there's a quite a blow up that they were robbed in from that. But I, I thought generally throughout the game there was a bit, you know, and I'm not trying to blame Ashley Klein, but I thought it was a pretty poorly refereed game throughout. So, how do you think you played other than this incident? Or well, I it- think I think the good thing for the the Broncos is like. And you know they're missing missing a lot of players, and they've let guys like Pangai and Lodge go during the season. They're, they're the the seventeen going out there isn't the most talented seventeen. And on this game, in this instance, you know they started with a back line that had Selwyn Cobbo, who was very raw in the centres, alongside David Mead in the centres, Coates back on the wing. You know they end up having to have Tyson Campbell come off for Milford to go on, but they're defending all right. Like, and I know they can set twenty one points, but you know, the last couple of weeks, they got pounded by the Tigers in round 18. Okay, whatever. 42 happened in that game. But since then, it's 18 by Panthers, 18 by the Cows, 28 by the Knights, 21 this week. You know, for the team coming 15th, that ain't so bad. You know, and for a team that was conceding 50 points on the regular last year, and this year, they've only conceded 50 twice only. <laughs> but, you know, they had a couple of 40s on that. That was not a bad sign. Um, and then the other things you're seeing, like I really think they've um, Kobe Heddington probably the, the starting lock mm. next season for them. But there's not much else. Like Cody Oates a bit of a renaissance, but him, Tessie, and Coates all made silly mistakes. Uh, Tom Flegler had a really good game, his first really good one in a long time, and that good to see Athletic Tom return. Like I believe in him again after seeing that tryout. <laughs> yeah, I bet yeah. I thought Xavier Wilson was pretty good, but he's had a He's got a damaged ACL now. They've called it not a ruptured or partially t- torn, damaged, whatever that means. But yeah, I don't know what else to get from Milford though. Is like I have hope for Milford over at your lot, uh, but again, it's just like any flash of instinctual brilliance that he has left is followed by embarrassing utter incompetence at this point. Like, <laughs> twice in this game, he only played twenty three minutes, but twice in this game. You saw the little glimpse of what Anthony Milford was. Like there was once a hospital pass thrown from Kel- by team from Albert Kelly, and he breaks a tackle and pirouettes out. You're like, oh, Milford's back. Yeah, and he just falls over. Like, Milford's not back. <laughs> and then <laughs> no, but he no. won them the game by nearly getting his leg broken. Yeah, and then now that Kelly got his leg broken. Not, not I was Milford. too. Fuck. Yeah, and then but the, the, another one about ten minutes ago, maybe longer. There was last tackle like forty out from our line. And the chases rush up on Milford. The guys come to charge down on Milford. Milford steps the guys charging, charging. 20 metres of space in front of him. You're like, oh, here we go. Run, run, Tony, run. 
just kicks it like 15 meters directly into the chest of Copley, who's shallow <laughs> on the wing. <laughs> oh my god! Like oh, he had like 15 meters of space in front of him. Even to run into the space and kick it, you could he could have got a great kick over the top of Copley. Anything, or even just run and see what happened. But he just beat his man. You're like, oh my god, he's back, and then he kicks it right to Copley. He's not back. No, um, we should talk about I think, that. In thing, which actually. part? The Radley thing. Yeah, well, um, it, uh, look, it, it's a shame for them. They're going to be without him and Crichton now for a couple of important games for their top four aspirations, particularly next week. Um, so, yeah, what, what did you think about it? I thought, yeah, look, I'm, I'm you know, with his prior loading and stuff, I'm not really surprised given that's just how the system works. I mean... The dumbest thing, one of the dumbest thing in rugby league, it's always there, it always exists, but the what's he supposed to do? Where's he supposed to go thing? Any time there's something wrong, it's like, wow, what was he supposed to do? It's like, well, you see, he's not supposed to try and break the kicker's legs. And he wasn't trying to do that, but it, like the reason that rule's in place is because of, yeah, charging kicks down, people getting their legs broken. You know, yeah. it almost ended Scott Prince's career. I mean, we've seen Steve Price did it to a couple of people. That's why the rule exists. And yeah, he's well well at his rights to charge the ball down, but you're not well within your rights to take the person's legs with it. And I mean, Albert Kelly is injured, so it did it did get him. He is gonna I think he's gonna miss this week's game. So that's you know tough for Brisbane. Like he's a chance to play, is what they say apparently after scans. But yeah, yeah. he didn't get hurt. He stayed down. And again, they didn't even like he had to stay down to get that. If you knew he could challenge penalties, maybe, but uh, you have to stay down for that. For yeah, it's it's clearly a penalty and clearly a charge. I don't know if people are arguing otherwise. No, absolutely not. I, I can't get my head around it. it. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, and I know it's upsetting the loading is carrying, and I know Roosters fans would just would say some of that loading is a bit ridiculous because it comes from that magic round nonsense. But them's the breaks now. Like Victor goes out in that field every week and he knows he's carrying that with him. And it doesn't mean he has to change how he plays, but it's going to, if he, if this stuff keeps happening, he's going to get getting suspended. It's going to get getting longer. That's just how it works now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I think they are running out of steam a little bit. The Roosters. Um, I think their destiny is to, you know, finish, finish their season in the second or third week of the finals without much resistance in whichever one of those that they lose. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, I know it's like we got robbed as we as you said at the end there, but yeah, honestly, like it would be nice to have the win, nice to have the win off the roosters, whatever, but like it doesn't change that much. That's why nobody seems to care. No, it doesn't. But, but um, how yeah. can I don't know how no one's asked the question, what does that dangerous mean? Dangerous precedent to set. Um, South Sydney 36, Titan 6. Um, thud, yeah. <laughs> uh, did South try in the second half? Have South tried in the second half for about 10 weeks? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe a little bit against the Dragons, actually. But, yeah. like, this is now their longest winning streak in the NRL era. Um, they're going to finish second in points scored. As we alluded to before, they might catch Parramatta's all-time points record, but they will still be probably be second this year. Although I think they're, what, 50-something behind the Storm, the points scored now. So Yeah, they're um, 100, over 100 ahead of Penrith. They're- yeah. Are they a shot of catching Penrith on the ladder? Well, if you beat them this week, you can bet that's Well, well yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. If they win this yeah, week, they will finish above them. They will. Um, Interesting one. 
Uh, and if they lose, yeah, they're, they're not going to make up another game somewhere else. So, no, it'll have to be this week, uh, which we will talk about in a little I mean, bit. It doesn't really matter because those two teams will be playing each other week one of the finals at a, a, an alternate venue anyway. They're not going to be playing in Sydney. It is so. much of a muchness. Um, but you never know. Maybe Melbourne will lose two of their last three and one of Penrith yeah. or Souths could snake the minor premiership problem. I very much doubt it. Uh, this game, though, uh, it's just proves once again how impossibly easy it is playing on the left wing for Souths. I thought, <laughs> yeah. Absolute. I think they should just count for Alex Johnston. Um, Cody Walker, again, is just like, just not getting the respect he deserves. Although if Tommy misses another couple of games, Cody might end up with a Dalian. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, what's he on now? Like 31 try assists and 40 line break assists. It's a lot. <laughs> it is quite a lot. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, not getting really, I know people like, obviously you're giving the credit and I know people say he's getting credit. He is not getting the credit that guys like Tommy Turbo are getting. No, Every way, time yeah. Tommy Turbo farts, we smell greatest season of all time. You know, as we on, get on that involved. on that player poll thing, he was like, he was behind Nathan Cleary for best player this season. Yeah, by a lot too. And like, obviously, yeah. What I did like in this game is um, Latrell his first try. He scored a Tommy try. It's like your big yeah. yeah, just score a hit up, like bit of a roll on, back big. He could score hit off hit ups. Why not? And he did. Um, and I think Latrell takes away from the gravitas that is Cody Walker's reputation. Like if Cody Walker was doing what he was doing without Latrell on the side, it'd probably be getting more attention. Yeah. But he's I, not. In terms of the Dallium thing, though, I think a, an interesting point was raised in our Discord today, which I wonder if it's true, is that um, whether or not Trell being suspended and essentially out of the running would affect how Dallium voters give out points when they see both Walker and Mitchell playing well. They might think, oh, Look, maybe Troll was a little bit better today, but I know he can't win, so I might just give Cody the three points instead. I'm sure that happens. It probably does. Um, yeah, I mean, Tommy, the reporters you actually trained today now after saying you got a fractured cheekbone again. I don't know. I don't know how you can misdiagnose a fractured cheekbone. They're pretty, pretty clear, you'd think. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know if he plays again or not. But I thought, like the last like five or six. South games, I'd be pretty happy with like Cody getting three points on almost all of them. Which is... I mean, you know, it's a piss take of a game when three minutes into the second half, Blocker's like, Blocker sees Benji coming on and goes, Oh, are they putting Cody Walker in cotton wool? It's like, fuck, <laughs> this is just an absolute. And he, they, you know, they probably could have, but it um, is. It uh, is. the decision to start David Fafita on the bench and bring him on when the going was tough, um, probably wouldn't do that one again. Yeah, true shock that it would work like. It wasn't some genie thing that locked. True shock that it worked against, you know, the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so yeah, it's it, the dragons, the bulldogs, and the cowboys. Yeah, it was, that was nothing to do with genius. It was coincidence. It was the same old thing with him against Souths as well. Like as soon as the going got tough, he just didn't want the ball. Ten yeah. runs for 70 meters in this game. Only only interested in getting the ball when he's near the other team's try line. I think it's a legitimate problem. And I get you don't want to have your strike players wasting all their energy at the other end of the field. But at the same time, like when they're just getting pumped and kicking from their own 30 over and over again, you've got, you got to just put your hand up and have a carry. He has 14 tries still. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I, they have to, like, honestly, they have to start. I know what they were doing, but it's just games like this are over by the time he comes on the field. That's yeah. just how the game works now. I know it, it's not the same when it's the it, Dragons. Was it 18 nil when he came on? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? No, actually, no, it wasn't. It was you just scored after he got on, I think. So, okay. So 12 nil. Yeah. 
So right. anyway, but like, I don't know. Do you believe with South? Are you starting to get there? You're coming yes, around? I am. But look, this week will tell us. I know it's, I know what you said is true in the sense that it won't affect the uh, makeup of the ladder at the end of the year, but this game will tell us a lot about South as a team. I think Penrith will be teams, mate. You just are. Penrith will be close to full strength. Um, I think one point that doesn't really get, and I look, I know it's a bit of a cop out when it's when games are that embarrassing, but they weren't at full strength for either of those games where they got belted. Um, Mm. They just, they, they weren't, they were missing guys. I think Cam Murray has only played in one loss this year. And that was round one where, yeah, they started poorly, but the the scoreline by the end of the game was not particularly bad. I think they only lost by eight points or something, right? So um, when you factor that in, maybe maybe something can happen. I don't know. But yeah, look, they were pretty, like, they, they were only missing Cam Murray, really, the last time they played. Um, the last time they played uh, Penrith, they didn't have Cam Murray, Jai Arrow. They had pretty much, on oh, no, a Jai Arrow's on the bench, sorry, but, but they didn't have, Massive outs. I think the game against the Storm game where they didn't have Latrell or Murray uh, was a bit different. And they had, I think, Footy Dean in the halves with Cody at fullback. So, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. The P- Panthers will be close to full strength. This is this is the test. If they, even, they don't have to win this game. As long as they don't get pumped, I can maybe allow myself to believe. I will say I thought the defense in this game was a little bit better than it had been in previous games, I think the last two games, that this one and the para game has been a little bit better than it was against the Dragons or the Warriors or the Bulldogs, where they're not letting teams get those easy points anymore. And good teams like Penrith will punish you. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it, the, it's impossible to not get more hopeful with every with every win, right? Mm. It's, it's 10 in a row. They've only lost to the teams first and second on the ladder all year. Latrell and Cody Walker are both in career best form. The way the the way the game is being played at the moment is just favoring this team as they just run downhill and bully the shit out of everyone. Um, They're just flattening teams, mate. Like yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, Totola returns to first grade two weeks ago and he has 192 meters and 200 meters this week. You know, <laughs> I think 200 is a career high for him. Mm. We know Mark Nichols keeps hitting career highs every week. You know, every the last four games... Cam Murray's hit 100 metres plus every single one of them. Keon Kolomatangi is averaging the third most metres of any back row in the competition. Like he's, behind, yeah. he's behind Papali'i and Crichton. There's Kolomatangi there. And look, like Tom Burgess, like you guys are just flattening teams everywhere. And then all of a sudden you get like, when you guys have the ball, I know other fans watch it. It is frustrating if you're a fan of another team thinking, how is it so fucking easy for them? How like it was rolling in the field and everything moves and they pass the ball smoothly and they spread it fast, whatever. And then they just score points and they just cruise. How is it so easy for them? But they just seem to get that. I know you hate the word, but actual momentum. Yeah. Perpetual motion. They keep yeah. going and <laughs> well, they roll over teams and it's, it's can't be stopped. They've scored like in this 10 game winning streak, they've scored 350 something points. Yeah. Like they're the only team ever. I think the stat was being padded out after this game that, Actually, no, that's not, it's more than 350 because I've just added up the nine wins and the Titans score isn't actually on Rugby League Project yet. So it's actually close to 400 in this 10-game winning streak. So they're essentially averaging 40 points a game. And they're the only team ever to score 30-plus in eight straight games. Um, even the Storm aren't belting teams as badly as Souths are right now, know, which is yeah. the only thing that's allowing me to kind of get and, excited. And that 30 points isn't even that ridiculous of a number that like the Storm streak was. But again, it shows you what this year has become that 
again, the grand old club has that record this year and their most points ever this year. They played all the years by, you know, a couple. Mm. <laughs> 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 but they have, and uh, they are doing it in a different way. That A lot of the other the teams that are, that are strong, I know Mansell's playing on the wing now too, but a lot of other teams are starting that momentum, as we're speaking, physical momentum off like strong yardage carries. South have had an issue with that for years, but they've been so good everywhere else this year. It doesn't seem to matter. They get yardage up the field just easy. They just cruise up the field every single week now. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's bizarre. And then once they're rolling, like Cody Walker will pop up anywhere. You know, like he will turn up anywhere. He's like those bloody, you remember when frozen yogurt first came to Australia? (laughs) You're like, fuck, there's another Cody Walker stand over there. Where, yeah. the, where the fuck did that um, one come from? Cody is everywhere. <laughs> I just I just did the maths while you were talking. Yeah. 42 points per game in their yeah. last 10 games. There you go. And they've won, obviously won them all. You just you don't score 42 points and lose. That's it. Like, He's like, remember when they had corn of the cop turning up at shopping centers yeah. and pretzel yeah. stand? That's Cody Walker. Like, I don't know how the fuck but he's, I don't know where it's coming from, but he's here again. He's <laughs> he, so he's bubble tea at the moment. He is. He is. is and, um, and I know that every every single time you play well and Reynolds plays well, that dumb question will keep coming back. And uh but it's just it's got to the point now, like it was a few years ago, even two years ago, you probably would have said. Reynolds was him and Cook were the most important spine players at South before the troll, obviously. They're not now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if you ask me all things equal, you know, if you ask me who I if I could only keep two of them, it's the two. Yes. I think it's obviously Latrell and Cody. And if I had to go to keep three, I'd probably let Cook go at this point. Uh yeah. I mean, the only reason I'd say no to that is because I don't know about he, he is. I mean, is he even younger than Reynolds? Actually, they're the same no, age. No, he's also thirty. And, yeah, and I, I know. I think the age thing's a bit overblown, but I think the age affects his game a bit more than it, it affects it Reynolds. Is he weird. younger than Reynolds? By the even way, even in this game, he was a little bit quiet. Like he's just not. He's just not just sort of picking the ball up and taking off like he used to. He's not, which is especially strange given the way the game is structured at the moment. Like ten runs for forty-five meters in this game from dummy half. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, and as a dude who like is you you know used to brain it two tries this year is not a lot for old uh, for old Damian Cook. Is there a chance they're playing possum a little bit and they're only going to let him run more in the but, finals? Well, they definitely asked him to run less, which is good. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens in the finals with him. That's the other question mark. But yeah, I just think you know I don't like you get kind of tired of the the narrative of this team and always in rugby league about being the next transfer in the next season. It's like South are living in this season. Then they why aren't we living in it with them? Mm. Everyone they know Reynolds is gone. They know that, but that's they, they're trying to win this year. They're not yeah. trying to win next year right now. Okay, Maine and Reynolds are gone next year. Lots going to change at South. And if you get a ring, people yeah. will forget about next. They year. will. They will. It sings over for quite a while. It does, but I do think it'll be very interesting this weekend. But as as you said, the weeks roll, and that South. Momentum train keeps going. Mm. There's no other injuries to key players. You see, like, I'll just see how well that pack's playing with, like, one of the edge back rows doesn't seem to matter. They'll put anyone on that edge. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't matter. They just roll so well. It's like you're starting to think maybe if they get on top of a Melbourne or a Penrith, they can do this. I think they're a much better team now than they were when they lost to those teams. But we'll see. I agree. I mean, they lost to the Storm, what, round nine and Penrith? Round 11. 11, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I know it doesn't sound that many rounds ago, but yeah, the, it's like probably since 
well, round 12, you thumped the Eels. You thumped us. Well, I think you really started clicking into gear, what, like the, the week against the Warriors, the last like four or five games? Yeah, maybe? that was the week where we had like 2,000 meters to like yeah 500 or something. And the Warriors stupid. won all three games since then, by the way. How bizarre is that? Yeah, that is weird. Um, but yeah, it's it's been downhill running since then, you know, 40, 30, 36 this week without, you know, they legit, they did not try in that second half at no. all. They could have scored 60 again if they needed to. Yeah, 40, then- 40 against Parahu until this week were top 14, 50 against the Dragons, 60 against the Warriors. Like the Bulldogs game is the weird aberration in all of this, by the way. But, it is. We should probably talk yeah. about the Titans quickly before we move on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is what they are. Like, I don't think they deserve to be in the finals. They might end up there, but... You know, I could see them getting bent over again by the storm this year. This is, week. It, is it possible that Justin Holbrook left Fogarty out because he knew they'd get pumped and he'll probably leave him out again this week because they're probably going to get pumped and then he can bring him back into the team without it being questioned the week after? I don't know. That's what I said when we spoke about it last week. Oh, I don't want yeah. to change the winning thing. It's like, come on, mate. It's three easy games. You've got to be smarter than that. Like if Fogarty, you think your best half and captain, bring him back in the fucking team, you know? And... No, I don't know. maybe maybe you protect right, him for these two games because they're going to get smashed anyway. Smashed anyway, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't think they want to go in those games thinking that. But yeah, I think honestly, like I know teams want to make the finals, but I think the finals is probably a bad thing for the Titans because of the nature of the culture at that club. They make the finals, and all sins are absolved. Everything yeah. that went wrong before it, it's fine, and they think, and uh, that's it. All sins are resolved. Like that's what happens. It happened when they made the finals last time, like with Jared Hayne. And it's like that they went to shit again immediately after. It's like there needs to be more questions asked about how they've been so shit this season. And I just feel like they're making the finals. They just they'll they'll blow past it, you know. And I mean, what was that? Twenty sixteen? They last made the finals. Yeah, they had the Hayne year. They scraped in, right? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. They had the Hayne year, and they went from twenty sixteen. They went to uh, what fourteenth. Or fifteenth was it? Yeah, fifteenth the next year, and then I think fifteenth the year after. No, fourteenth. Like, but yeah, I just think, um, and maybe they'll make it there. But I don't know. This I don't think they're a better side than the Raiders, and we all know the Sharks should be in that spot. They've lost those games. They blew that. Yeah, totally. Uh, they might make it, but um, it's just I think at this point they kind of do have to rely a little bit on other results. But we'll see. We shall see. Maybe they'll just upset the storm this week. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> The team of the podcast are back. The charge to the finals starts here with a <laughs> comfortable <laughs> win. They nearly fucked this. Your mates. <laughs> How did they nearly fuck this? It was 24 to 6 with seven minutes left. I don't know, but like like Madge again in this game, tactically. There was finished- eight, there was eight rookies on the field in their forward pack at the end of the game. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, and almost let them run them down. The the Cowboys, like, I know some people had to pick them in Coltrane. Had them, they had them left, but just, I don't know. They went in that game being too far. Like, I know they wanted to attack Nofaluma's wing and defensively attack that side. They were way too focused on that, and they were trying to shift too early and too slowly without going forward and, and actually troubling their defense. It started opening up towards the end of the game once they did that, but they were just, they were piss poor. And the Tigers, yeah, I don't think they were much better. I mean, he said it was it was kind of sewn up. <laughs> and then thought, you know, we've got... They act like it was sewn up. They're not a team who has that right. No, you know? not at all. Um, I just... It, was there a West Tigers fan alive who didn't think they were going to lose that game the moment it became 24 to 12? 
I don't know, but braver men than anything I um, do you think that they can do something on the back of this? Or? No, you know I've been saying they're not good the whole time. I still believe, uh, but they do play Cronulla this week. That's they just, do. That you never know. I mean, you, you just, I just don't know. I just sit there again and watch after this, and there's still this week, still Tigers fans talking about giving Luke Brooks one more chance. And I know he, he has played quite well the last few weeks. It's like, have you not seen enough? They're just they never yeah. learn. And the ball he put on for the first trial was great. But, yeah, they'll never learn and they'll just keep doing it. I don't know. Just, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know about this team. They they, they confuse me and infuriate me. And uh, Tulagi, I thought, he um he comes from the storm. When you can tell he came from the storm because he ran that perfect Kevin Proctor, Felice <laughs> Cafusi line hey, when he scored that try. That was nice, but yeah, this get this is one of those games I watched it and I questioned why I did. You know, oh, <laughs> I mean, what else are we gonna do? Dude? I know, there's nothing but, doing. I know. Watch all like, what am I doing here? And uh, yeah, turns out also Jake Granville, Ben Hampton, probably not the best edge. Nah, look, who there was no way to see that coming. I, I didn't know Canelli Lamelu was like fit. He was yeah. the eighth reserve. I was like, I thought he's named in the twenty-one. I was like, oh, he must actually be hurt. But no, he um he he was fit. He just didn't play. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai looked pretty cool though. For yeah, his, his little stint on his debut, his debut tr- try. A little but... try and debut is always nice. Is that yeah, two rookies combining for that try? That's cool. I apologize for ever believing in Tom Dearden to his family, uh, to anybody else. How can he? One of those other ones, great ones again. Like all the hype coming through. Yeah. Uh, really good, and he's like debut year, like two years ago for his like five or six games until he got hurt. God, he is trash, and yeah. he, and he does need that reserve. <laughs> he does need that reserve grade time, and he is only twenty. There is time on his side, but it's, it's like true. Um, yeah, he'll like be great for God. the Blackhawks next year, or whoever. yeah. But it's like this, this, the signs aren't there, are they? And when he kicked that ball on like second or third, that tackle, was unbelievably bad. Yeah, it's like who told what you to back yourself? What the fuck are you doing? Um, again. His one win this year was at round three off the bench against the Bulldogs. Yeah, still, is he, as he's never has he ever half. won in a starting as a starting half? I don't think so. He no. has like like he's going like, like no. zero and thirty something. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got thirty one games, four wins in his career. Uh, and what are they? The wins? I oh, know he did win in his debut. Yeah, that's it. Because his debut, he looked good, mate. We won three yeah. in a trot with him there. It's like, oh, this guy's actually last a halfback. two years, right? Last yeah. two years, yeah. he's yeah. actually a halfback, and no, he hasn't been since. Like, not great. And Not great at all. There can be other factors at play, obviously, but you know, there's men, men, you know, keeping his his head in the right space is a lot of his job. If you get me, you know, and it doesn't seem to be a guy very good managing his confidence. But um, yeah, not good. And no. yeah, gets to go sit for the Blackhawks next year. Well, it'll be uh, the Chad right Townsend here. experience up there for the Cowboys. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. It will be. God, that goddamn franchise. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, Manly scored 56 points. Parramatta scored not many. This is... Look, we were never convinced, right? We called them frauds. Well, not frauds, probably, but like we said all year when they were doing well at the start, we were like, it's, I know there's nothing you can really do except wait till the end of the season and still see if they can keep doing it. But we're seeing that they can't. And this was really the low point. Um uh, man, this probably their arch rivals. Like letting them put fifty on them, knock them out of the top four. Uh, one of your better players, Ryan Madison, is going to miss the rest of the regular season. Um, got Great sent off from him. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and that like a, the clearest day send off, like disgraceful hit. Um, what do you do if you're a Parramatta fan? Uh, if you're a Parramatta fan, you owe me an apology. Firstly, <laughs> secondly, yeah. those of you who bailed on Patreon because of my prediction the preseason, you it's... owe me money. Yeah, I think they should just pass <laughs> back for the whole they year. Should. I mean, I know I picked the missed finals, but this the the narrative I based that around was what's actually it's happened. I said, I think they're a good team. I think Arthur's a good coach, but I do think they've been running at this. I remember saying they're redlining at this one point of how good they can be. They hit there every season, but it's going to get to a breaking point where they just give up. And it looks like it's happening. I'm probably a couple of weeks. Like they're going to make the finals, obviously, but Ray Marnie's out for the year now. As you said, Madison got hurt in this game. I mean, what the desperation was showing when like Michael Oldfield is a guy I thought unlucky in his career, not play more first grade. Yeah. What in God's name was he doing on the field on Saturday? I have no idea. Everyone else was fit. Like, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, it didn't go great. And then, you know, giving a debut to like Makatoa has been around in like, reserve grader for a long time. A New South Wales Cup stalwart. I love these guys. But again, you're in the charge for a finals and it's like desperate moves, hoping these guys will be someone different all of a sudden. Throw them out there. And yeah. Just, just terrible. And they, they, I think there's a bit of self fulfilling prophecy about what Parramatta are going through now. It's kind of like, do you remember when the Dragons for a decade kept losing in the finals? Like, choking? yes. Yes, I do. It's like it feels like the same thing right now for me at the Eagles mm. because like when they like they've had like Junior Paulo right that like, make statements to fans, club statements about things, whatever. It's like you lost a couple of games. It doesn't require statements, but it's quite clear you've all hit the panic button. Yeah. <laughs> like you keep and doing it, this and you keep doing it because you're doing it. And you it's look, I know it's an easy way, I know it's an it's it's a lazy-ish narrative, but you look at the teams above them, and all of those teams have a guy. Some of them have two guys. Yeah, They'll have the guy who can, when nothing's doing, can create. And I don't think Clint Gutherson is a guy. Mm. And Mitch Moses isn't a guy. Um, and Junior Paul is the best player, but he's a prop. So he's not the guy either. He's not, Payne Haas is really probably the only prop that can classify as like a guy, you know? Yeah. So it's like, they just, they just don't have that weapon. This is what they are. They're going to be one of the like sixth to 10th best teams every year. And they're going to have some good players and they're going to have some good wins. But a lot of the time, they're just going to fail when they play against better opposition. And yeah. this is now, what, 40 against the Rabbitohs two weeks ago. This embarrassment against Manly, who, again, probably their biggest rivals. Um, and there's just more, more tests to come that they'll inevitably fail, I think. Uh, who knows? Who knows what I don't I don't know. Like who knows what that um I just don't know what they can even do at this point, man. Like they 28 nil against the Roosters. Mm. And now they play oh, they play the Cowboys this week. They've got to arrest that slump, but then Storm and Panthers to finish. Good luck. Yeah, I mean it's quite funny this game for me because these were two of the historically good and bad teams mm. round five that I was supposed to believe that's just what happened. Yeah. The Eagles were like the worst team of all time after four. Yeah. Bought it, one and of the, the worst Eagles, teams in history. Yeah. And the Eagles were one of the best teams in history at that period. And that was just totally normal. I was actually cool with that. But uh, yeah, the, the Eagles you mentioned haven't got the guy. And I did hear someone say a good thing about Dylan Brown this week. Whilst, like, whilst Dylan Brown hasn't kicked on like he would have liked to, at least he, he doesn't have anything that plays him off the field. He's not bad enough at anything that will drop him. And I guess for long-term development, 
the good thing for him is he'll go through there, play, do okay, do his job, and maybe he'll get better long term. But like right now, they need more from him. Need more from a lot of them. But yeah, they haven't got a V guy. Like Gutherson is a great player, but you know, he most we said this before, most of the things that are good about him is like effort and like he's got a nice long pass and similar, but effort, his motor, he's like, you know, he's all energy, but mm. you know, all energy. I mean, Tommy Turbo is also all energy. But also really good at everything, <laughs> and better than than uh, he is at it. And and I know you said you know they've got Tommy's their guy, but in this game, DCA and Form were also the guy. That's how much they'll feel on it. Like DCA's yeah. pass to Saab for that what was it Tommy support try? Yeah, one of the passes of the season. Foreign foreign turning back the clock with some great runs as well. Like they yeah. just they just look really good at the moment. And who knows? Maybe they. Maybe they can be the team that upsets the apple cart. I don't know. They're going to probably end up finishing fourth when all this is said and done. And would it would it completely stun you if they beat Man uh, Melbourne in the finals? I mean, they're such a weird team that like everything they do, like everything, it's like from one to seven. <laughs> like all the points, all the line breaks, all the tries are like those guys. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, like to like, powers regressed massively the last year or two. Jake Tabojevic is Jake Tabojevic. They don't have any yeah. strike, really. No, not really any strike edge back rowers either. It's yeah, like, Ola, Ola is pretty good, but then yeah, like, Shostu is all right. But it's like, yeah, it's but Josh is like a John Sutton type. He's not yeah, like he a he's not like yeah. a Angus Crichton type. He's not. But yeah, um, it's just funny. Like you know they. And the top, they have three of the top five try scorers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and Ruben Garrick has 268 And one points. of them didn't play like the first five games. Yeah. And, and so he's missed another couple since. Yeah. So they've got what? Yeah. Johnson's the top try scorer. And then Addo Carter, the next three are all manly players. And Ruben Garrick's 268 points. He's mm. equal with the Bulldogs. That's funny. So that's, that's good fun. Yeah, great. <laughs> We could enjoy that, but uh, you know, we'll see if he if he beats them. Probably beats them. Yeah, but yeah, they, they were good in this game, but they're um one thing they've got in their favor. Uh, they they enjoy winning big. Like mm. some of the other teams that you guys take your foot off the pedal a lot, and so do the Storm sometimes. Some happened at some like they can score like thirty points in the first half. Manly is still sco- like they scored what five tries in the last twenty two minutes of this game. They they love they'll rack a score up if they can. Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, uh, and that send-off was a send-off. Oh, and yeah, please. Please, please, please. Didn't need many excuses for that one, actually, which was nice to hear. Like, yeah, I guess it also doesn't matter when it's a 1,000 to 6. It doesn't. And, yeah, but you just don't know go for, go for the Eels from here at all. Manly, just, maybe um, they do beat them. I mean, Ruben Garrick now is now – that's not compromise. That's steamrolling. He's steamrolling people now. Ruben Garrick. Yeah, it's, over. It's, God, it's, it's, it's a weird year. Um, uh, the Bulldogs all but cemented the wooden spoon. Uh, going down to the Warriors in a what was a game that had nothing really on the line for anyone but Coltrane Cup enthusiasts. Although the Warriors, three weeks ago, they were having their worst season ever and Souths had just put 60 on them. And now, and now they're playing the Broncos where a win will probably put them equal eighth. Yeah, <laughs> catapult them into finals contention. Fucking what a joke. And yeah, they're not pat- playing particularly well, but not playing bad. Like, yeah. Like some guys, I mean, again, I said this, Josh Curran is just like, what the hell is the form of him? But him and you and Aiken strike back row combination. Who knew? But Josh Curran was exceptional again in this game. I think Fenua Blake has been really good the last couple of weeks. Sean O'Sullivan, you know, God God love his hamstrings, but just went to the line all day in this game. Like 23 times he engaged the line, like 
fair, fair, fair fucks to him. Cody played, sorry, Reese Walsh played well. But that's it. They're so done with Cody Nicarima, they're happy to play Sean O'Sullivan over him, which is fine. And Harris Savito has been really good as well. But like the rest of it's just meh. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, they might make the finals. So stupid. And uh, Ryan James, uh, mentioned him because obviously the Broncos are talking like him and, oh God, I hate we're talking about Dylan Napa. But I do like Ryan James, like first game of the Bulldog. Might be better than every single Dylan Napa Bulldogs game. But <laughs> Corey Horsburgh looked weird in a Bulldogs jersey. I didn't like it. Yeah, he did look weird. But yeah, the, this doggies team, mate, like I know over the last couple of years they've been able to find wins later later the in the year. They are done with this season. Like they're giving away dumb penalties in the last 20 odd minutes and like signing the game down and looking at the referee. Like there was one point there where see a fan guy stole a ball, like three people in the tackle, took it and then like just walked upfield. And he was getting penalized. He's like walking away. It's like <laughs> Just wants that they want the game and the season to be over. Hey, like the teams are be entirely different next year. I think they all know that. Yeah, uh, and look, there's not really much to analyze from them until that time comes. So, yep. Uh, last game of the round was probably the best game of the round, and the game that meant the most to both teams. Um, Knights coming away on the back of a couple of late penalty goals to get the better of the Sharks, sixteen fourteen. So the one good thing about close games is that we get to blame the referee again. We've had yeah, a couple of those. <laughs> and I'm not sure who, but I know the referee somewhat off in this game. <laughs> I say fan base. I don't know. But yeah, um, important win for the Knights, obviously. It would have been a huge win for the Sharks. And the Sharks did play better in this game than they had those other couple of garbage fixtures where they um, lost to, as you mentioned, like lost to the Bulldogs, Broncos, etc. But yeah, if you wanted to make play finals, you had to get the W here, and they didn't. They're, um, I think their back line was like those guys really stood up. I think they got let down a lot by a lot of their pack. Hmm. Like I thought Jesse Ramey had a pretty good game, for example. Yeah, I agree. They're playing the Tigers this week. That's it. That's 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 do that's do or die. So yeah, it feels like it's been that for a while for them. But yeah, yeah. But it, now with three games left, mathematically, it pretty much is do or die. So see what happens there yeah. uh the knights they're up in the seventh we both thought they would be one of those two teams that snuck into the finals so yeah um they're all right i mean look mitchell pierce being back just gives them stability nice pass yeah. for that first try after four seconds um <laughs> yeah uh i think they'll be all right i think they will be okay and you know what i, I think that they'll at least have a crack in the finals they won't just like if the titans rock up into eighth they're just going to get belted by whoever they play. I think the Knights could hang in there against not only like the Parramatta or the Roosters if they play them, but then maybe even against Penrith or Manly in week two. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, they've, they've finally had all those players fit on the field there. And I think, you know, being in the bubble might help them a little as well, but they, they're at least defending solidly. Their attack still seems kind of clunky. But they're, they're, you know, they look like a better team now. And as you said, they might be able to, just with those, some of those talented players in that side, they might be able to trouble one of those better sides. We'll see what happens. But um, I think this win, I know their four against look good enough. This win would pretty much lock them into your eight, you'd think. Like, they're on 10 wins. Four and against is terrible, but... I want them to lose, though, because I want a 10-win team to make the finals. Yeah. I mean, what they, they play, uh, as you said, they... They play dogs, uh, Titans, not uh, Broncos. Like one win is pretty much here in the finals. Yeah, that's and, very funny. And it's hard. Yeah, and it's hard to think they're not going to beat the dogs this week. Let alone one of the Titans or Broncos. Yeah, they're they're in. They're in. Congratulations, Knights fans. I'm happy for you. 
They're still confused if they're good or not, Bungard. <laughs> not uh, fans. I mean, I, th- I think they cool. are okay. And that's fine. There aren't God, many okay Eels, Knights, round one of the finals will be very interesting. The Knights would win, I think. Just if, grit it out. Maybe. Why not? They'll, they'll uh, bite down their knife on their mouth guard, mate, and just work hard. <laughs> mate, Piercy has got finals experience and lots of it. So, yeah. All right, that's the games. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about in the Raiders game was Corey Harawira Naira uh, because he wanted to leave it for when we talked about the charge sheets. Um, he's entered an early plea uh, and now he will miss the rest of the regular season. Again, I do not understand how anyone who's not a one-eyed Raiders fan could have had any issues with this at all. And credit to him for apologizing to Hughes straight away and then again on, on social media later on. But how can anyone argue this? Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone could. <laughs> and he, he knew what he did. And uh, I saw someone blame Ricky Stewart for benching him because mm. Corey came on to try and prove himself too hard. Interesting. That, that's a that's a take. I appreciate yeah. it. You can get your takes out there, but uh, yeah, I mean, send off every day of the week. Surprise! Only got the the three week suspension. The grading wasn't more severe, mm. but um, and he's been playing okay the last number of weeks for them. But yeah, I mean, what every he knew the moment it happened, he knew he was gone. Yeah. And now Jerome Hughes is getting rested this week, apparently. But, yeah, I mean, probably good for them to rest him up on ice. I don't know. Does that mean Nico Hines goes into the halves and Paps goes fullback? Maybe. That maybe. seems to be the most logical thing to do, right? Yeah, maybe that's what's happening. And then maybe Paps gets... I don't know what's happening from there. No. Yeah. Um, obviously, one very bad story that came out of this week was Andrew Fafita taken to hospital and put in an induced coma. Um, be unlikely that he plays rugby NRL again, I would think. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to play again this season, obviously. And then I don't know what's rest with him, but there was rumors he might not be there on next year anyway, right? Mm, yes. Um, but it, 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 season, sorry, career being doubt heading into his final season. And um, I do think I don't know, everything all well and good and he comes out of intensive care. I do think the club and him would probably, like, they'd probably push medical retirement on him. Yeah, I think you so. Know, I'd hope to, but yeah, just... Uh, one of those things, man, it's always harrowing when things like this can happen at, when they happen mm. at the top level because it's, I know we know people get injured this severely in rugby league and it happened with McKinnon when, what, you know, it, when he got disabled. But when it happens at top level of sport, you always just think, you know, this doesn't happen in professional sport, but it just, it does still. I mean, you know, Christian Eriksen happened at the Euros just recently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ho- yeah ho- hope a feeder recovers well. And um, I also feel it's not a great time to be in hospital. Like no, I wouldn't have thought so. The port network's on a grant would be great around him. So just hopefully he's getting the support he needs in this time as well from his family and friends. Yeah, fair enough. Um yeah, news wise, not a whole lot else you want to, is there anything else you really want to talk about this week? Um I don't know. There was that um I don't really take much from it. There was that you know leaked contract value thing, but it's two years old. Yeah. So not that not that big not that big into it. I mean it's all right. It doesn't um, Highlight as much as people think it does. I had no. this discussion with people today. When you're breaking things down, the brackets are five. It's just wrong, if you ask me. Like, you can say, the example I use today is like, you know, you can say Gotham's got a top five fullback, but why does like fifth matter more than sixth? Like, tiers is what players are, right? Like, you know, that you'd say if there was a tiers of fullbacks, it'd be like a, a clear top three, it'd be like Tommy, Teddy, Trell. Yeah. You know, and then maybe Pong was in that tier. If he's not, He's the next tier, and I think With, Pong was in. It. I think know. Pong might be his own tier there. Yeah, and then probably next tier down is Brimson, Gutherson, um, 
maybe Reese Walsh, maybe Brimson, maybe Holmes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it's like Gutherson's there, and it's like, well, yeah, okay, then he's not. Maybe he's fifth, but it doesn't really matter if he's top five or not. It's like same thing. Like you look at top five, they have it for like hookers. It's like, well, there was about five of you straight there when there was like a clear tier one. There was mm. Cameron Smith. That was the top one hookers. That was the tier. And then it was like a, a, another few guys after you know, it. a carousel of Isaac yeah. Luke, Robbie Farah, Michael Ennis types around second. But yeah. yeah. So with how that's broken down and not knowing, you know, where players have been allocated position wise behind it and stuff, it's hard to get much value out of it going forward. Mm. So interesting for fans to see it, but um, I just think that arbitrary lines don't mean that mean a lot when you are um, looking to value players. And they're saying this is how clubs use the guidelines to value players, but it's like, I don't know, you, you know, Ranking play like five's a weird line too. It doesn't mean anything, but ranking players is the thing we all like to do. But really, when you go to like to the salary negotiation, does it really go like, okay, well, sorry, mate, you're only the ninth best fullback, not the eighth. See ya. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, There's Hasler's got his binder out. He's still it's the, like, yeah, he's it's like, what? It's like, oh, so you'd, you'd, okay. It's like, Someone did ask me that the other day. They were like, one of my mates who doesn't really watch rugby league that much was like, has anyone ever tried to do Moneyball stuff in, in the NRL? And I'm like, well, Des Hasler tried it, but then he came up with the conclusion that Aiden Tolman was the best prop in the world. So it didn't really work. Yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> like, the whole concept of Moneyball, people don't understand it anyway. That's just it also doesn't work now. in a league with a salary floor and a salary cap. And, yes. like... <laughs> and also, like, people forget Moneyball. There was actually a lot of mistakes came yeah. out of philosophy. Like... They end up paying guys like their most ever as well. So we about finding guys value. They also overpaid players thinking yeah. or based on that value they created. Yeah. Good movie and interesting process, but uh, mm. just funny. Like when, and then people think like Moneyball, it never meant finding stats formula to find best player. Mm. People think it does now. It's like, yeah. Undervalued stats. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got some rookie, we got some rookie takes, but we got, we have a first. Uh, I think you're happy with this. I'll read out yep. some nominations. But uh, <laughs> so we had um, uh, Buzz, Paul Green, the forgotten man in Parramatta Eels coaching race. Yeah. Uh, Joel Kane, of course, Reese Walsh's first 13 games. He's been more influential than Ponga and Benji at the same stage. Sky's the limit. Uh, we got uh, McCulloch, the man to revive Red B finals charge. Mark Geyer, some player is paying harsh. My crystal balls say that Brisbane win a comp in the next five years. Um, but we're going straight to oh everything West Tigers Brooks to nine yes or no? Any other week, uh, a lot of these would be contenders, but not this week. We've uh with a Raider cast. We're ref- we're happy with this. We're referring it straight to the takes tribunal. Takes review committee. Yes, yeah, going straight there. <laughs> uh, this is after Corey Harrow and I were sent off. Terrible decision. Nothing wrong with that at all. Hope the storm throw is okay, but that's just a good solid tackle. Wrapping the arms is a clear indication of a proper tackle. He tripled down after this as well. But and yeah. well, the worst part was it was like at first I thought it was like bad trolling, mm. but he just kept going and yeah. and it wasn't wasn't even didn't even reach the point of being funny. It was just like this this guy's insane. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's great. So uh, he's straight through to the final. So he is, it. but good, yeah, straight through. Take review committee has looked at that one, mate. Mm. Refer straight. There'll be no vote. History, no vote this week. <laughs> Um, uh, before we get out of here I'd like to give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription service remember if you want to support us financially patreon.com forward slash NRL boom rookies for as little as $2 a week uh, $2 a month I'm sorry Um, 
access to our Discord server, entry into next year's Coltrane Cup, which is absolutely hotting up right now with three games to go, uh, merchandise is included, and a ton of other stuff as well. So thank you to Chris Abnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Walls, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Little Cloud X, Matty Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, My Ding Dong is Hard and I Am Sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature age student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers as well and to everyone who just listens. Thank you. Uh, Mitchell, ding dong and um, sadness update. Um, I don't know. Just I think everyone's just kind of flat. A little apathetic, mate. Yeah. I I told you about this week, but seeing people sitting by themselves at one of Sydney's biggest parks with no one within 25 meters of them getting fined is just like, are we, is this really where we are? Uh, Some would say almost North Korea. Mm. some would some would say that that but, was great uh, but yeah i do i do think um obviously i think anytime in doubt just give more things to the police is generally my mm. stance on anything in life is that i mean i we had in our apartment complex say there was like a policeman and an army dude going around checking on people and stuff like i don't know it's yeah. just like we're uh, where we are in North, in the North Shore, like mm. we have fuck all cases, and most of our cops have gone to the west of Sydney and similar. So I understand that, like, mm. this is not the same experience everyone else is having, but it's even weird seeing like helicopter flying over every like half an hour. It's like, yeah, what's what's your plan there, bro? Like, yeah, what are you do from the chopper if like, I don't, uh, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, man. It's just, it's just frustrating. It's just sad. It is, but. Uh, yeah, we're gonna police our way out of this thing, goddammit. And boy, are we dirty, naughty little boys for not getting vaccinated. But this is the, the, <laughs> the problem, is though, right? Like, you and I, and every like everyone's do we're all doing the right things, and the cases just keep going up anyway. So it just makes me wonder, like, what's the point of all this? Of oh, I mean, you know, we were political podcasts like two months ago, and we were ahead of the like, curve on this stuff. And I've been bitching at the vaccine for like a year with my family, so it doesn't yeah. really matter, mate. Like, this is what we dealt, their cards have been dealt, and we're. To sit here and cop it and think other people are at fault against still everyone else is at fault and garbage. Yeah. Just, at least we have, at least we have rugby league. And then that ended in like five weeks and then we got Premier League. Although Leeds got pumped, so that wasn't great. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. NFL, NFL, starts. NFL, NFL starts. NFL starts. That's a, so yeah. that'll, that'll that'll take a lot of the pain away. Yeah. Uh, another perk for Patreon subscribers: we're running some NFL fantasy competitions as well. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else, Mitchell? No. That's all, all right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.